Hello and welcome back to the Motorsport Better podcast. I'm your host DD and joining me today once again is my friend and your co-host Vedant. On this episode we'll be talking about the Formula E weekend in London. So let's grab some chai, take our seats, ready your pinions and dive right into the conversation. Stoffel van Dorn might just win uh, a Formula E championship after all the bad luck he's had. Uh you know. And uh, the 30 points haul that he had this weekend is is has is enough to comfortably take him across the finish line if he wanted he could wrap up this championship with one race to go uh in 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 round 15 in uh you know Seoul Korea. Well, hopefully you haven't jinxed him by saying that, but yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Yeah, he has a only if that works. As you said, a 30 or 36 point lead. So even if he DNFs and uh, Mitch Evan who is P2 right now wins, he'll still have a 11 point yeah. lead, right? So that's enough that's enough for Stoffel van Doorn to cruise to vic- to the championship title. And I mean, he just needs to do his part, right? And not get into any accidents. and just you know get get into the duels qualify p uh, top 5 top 4 and yeah just uh, just qualify top 8 finish top 6 yeah, that's enough absolutely yeah that is i, I mean mitch evans i don't want to i mean jeb is out of the championship contention let's let's just put it that way yeah right? you know, yeah absolutely jeb is like even jeb is not going to get all of 58 points uh, to beat stoffel van doorn next next weekend or ne- next race weekend yeah he can't like right, there is no 58 points available i don't think 58 points like you, you have you have you have two points for pole you have point for fastest lap and 25 points for three points for pole something like that and 25 so you can over one race you can get 29 points yeah. right yeah so that is what i'm saying 58 points right because jeb is 57 points behind stop okay, stop right, right, right. so <laughs> jeb is out yeah. of the conversation <laughs> So Mitch Evans and Edo Mortara will will need at least a a 29 point race uh, on the first week, first round yeah. at least you know round 15 to put themselves into contention and not let Mandon just like run away with it or two really good races uh and to have two really good races on the same weekend is is a miracle usually in formula E let's let's put it that way yeah uh, there's only there's only a handful of people who've managed <laughs> that really Uh, and one of those people this weekend was Jake Dennis who we'll talk about in a minute but i remember you know earlier this year we talked to uh, jack nichols and he wanted stoffel van doorn to win and we talked about you know all the bad luck he's had and uh, what not um, but yeah this is going to be huge for him you know technically a formula 1 i don't know say reject but he never really got a fair shot in formula 1 yep. uh, there's a, a lot of hype around him uh, He, there's, there's been a lot of hype around him ever since he's been in formula e he's always a winner of fan boost uh, so clearly you know the the fans love him and i think this is going to be huge for uh, stoffel van doorn at the at the end of the year yeah absolutely i uh, i mean it's 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 a redemption arc for stoffel which has taken a little too long in my opinion because obviously as you pointed out to his bad luck and like not his bad luck but just the situation around him right in season 6 he was up against uh da costa who absolutely dominated the berlin saga in that season right yeah right 
and uh, even even then even then stoffel was the only one who could challenge uh, da costa and last season obviously his his teammate won and he had a bunch of bad luck but this season his teammate is nowhere and he is absolutely dominating it and yeah uh it, it's it's it will be one of the best feel good stories in motorsport in the recent time yeah and if and if vandon does win you, you know you got to feel for uh, jaguar and their drivers you know two yeah. years in a row <laughs> coming close to winning the championship uh, and getting beaten by the same team uh, over again so you know definitely definitely uh, does not feel great uh, but let's let's talk about jake Absolutely. dennis all right you know we, we all know about sofel vandon we all know that he's about to win the championship and we're hoping for him to win the, win the championship as long as he does not do a double dnf uh, next weekend so it it should all go okay uh, as long as it is kept under control we also what happened last year and definitely we don't want yeah. that happening <laughs> this year uh, but we also want you know the championship go, to go to the last race uh, but let, let's talk about jake dennis what a weekend for this man got denied a double win uh, a double dub by lucas degrassi uh, towards the closing stages stages of the race but this man got 51 points uh this weekend 51 uh <laughs> both poles both fastest laps a win and a second place uh that just goes to show that you know that it i, I at least i feel that way now is that you know the car was like they had a good package they just couldn't put it together over the over the weekend yeah uh you know whether that was setup operationally what whatever it was because this is not the first time he was on the podium right he's he's been on the podium before in the season he scored good points uh but you know this this was a massive weekend and a home race too talk about that yeah absolutely i mean see avalanche andretti have been the underdog underdog sorry uh, for this season and obviously they were like they were not the best teams in the previous seasons when they were bmw when gen 2 started they were championship contenders but that just fell apart very quickly but uh, yeah i think a win a second place both poles both fastest laps it could get like it could couldn't get any better apart from that it, it could, could it, it yeah. would have been a, it would have been a clean sweep yeah. of not of not i mean he had a clean sweep in in the first race it would have been a clean sweep over a weekend and yeah. probably the first yeah first ever, ever absolutely because no, there have been people who who have won both races in a weekend but i doubt there's been a person who's had a clean sweep you know what is it called a grand slam you know across the entire weekend absolutely and obviously that is in part thanks to the new qualifying format but like about that we have talked enough about that but yeah, but jake yeah. dennis absolutely brilliant uh, i don't know if he has a contract for next season or not but talking about <laughs> silly season now if if at all uh, nick devries or any other like uh, most likely it will be nick devries if anyone goes from formula e to the aston martin seat if nick devries does go to the aston martin seat jake dennis is the man for the mercedes for the mercedes turning to mclaren seat i don't think mclaren has signed i think stoffel vandon is going away yeah stoffel is going away keeping stoffel is joining yeah, i think uh, nissan and- Yeah, and I, I don't think Nick has signed a contract with McLaren either yet. 
from what i remember oh, right. yeah. so they've yet to sign a driver and signing jake dennis will be huge i mean technically mclaren are also nissan right you know it just won't you know they'll, they'll have the nissan yeah. powertrain in them uh but um yeah i mean for sure it'll, it'll be a good it'll be a good family to join because that will open up a lot more opportunities for him almost uh, you know and he might have felix rosenquist alongside him uh racing again in formula e yeah absolutely uh we'll talk about felix in the indycar podcast but what a weekend for him as well like absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, i mean it's getting harder and harder for uh, zack brown to get felix away from indycar almost yeah. seems, you know uh <laughs> but we, we'll talk about that later um let's talk about uh let's talk about let's talk about john eric one uh i was in new york uh and we talked about how bad of a weekend he had and talk about another zero point weekend for john and ikwan in a row for someone who was a most consistent driver other than probably vandon until round 10 which is you know after that was new yeah. york he has had four ducks in a row four ducks in a row for a man like jeff is uh, is unheard of almost uh and you got to feel for that guy you know uh he was looking forward to getting a win frustrated that he didn't have a win but was second in the championship yeah. <laughs> uh, and now is outside of championship contention basically yeah absolutely i think it's uh, it's disastrous like out of those four ducks two of them were dnfs and he qualified pretty well yeah. in the in round 14 right he qualified in the top four i believe in round 14 and uh, or top top 8 at least he was in the duels for round 14 but yeah absolutely disastrous for his uh, you know run for a third title but jeff being jeff jeff being jeff we know that he'll be back again next season he'll be fighting for that title next season and with the new cars and the new everything it will be like jeff could be one of the guys who adapts the fastest absolutely and someone else who had a disastrous weekend in london was another championship contender edo motara yep. he was uh, i think 11 points behind stoffel vandon going into the weekend and now he sits uh, 41 points behind stoffel vandon two ducks in a row for edo motara oh my god um and not just the two ducks he only scored five points in new york as well that is that is true yeah that is that is also very true uh, so you know it's 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 been rough for the championship contenders besides stoffel van dorn uh, things are finally yeah. breaking his way i think stoffel <laughs> is getting all the luck that he lost in the last couple of seasons right and yeah uh, like yeah. a fair share to him you know fair fair play to him because he has been absolutely spot on with his performances with his consistency and he has not put a foot wrong except sometimes in qualifying but other than that yeah, other than that his race pace his driving has been brilliant yeah but uh, you know other than that obviously terrible weekend for mahindra zero points two dnfs for all over roland uh, so let's not talk about that let's <laughs> talk about two outstanding performances from this weekend uh, and obviously when i'm talking about outstanding performance we've already covered half of those but two that really stood out this weekend were the two performances from the rookies oliver ask you finally delivering uh, to the caliber you know of the car especially this weekend given how jake dennis performed 
uh, and finishing P4 in in round 13. Uh, and you know we all wanted to see Oliver Askew race in Formula E coming from IndyCar. We all were you know very hopeful that he would elevate the uh, the sport a little bit more. You know bring his competitive nature from IndyCar, his skills from there, and uh, really really give everyone a harder time. Um, and we finally saw a glimpse of that in round round 13. And I hope I hope. Avalanche and Reddy is able, like you know, Andretti is able to get that car together more often, so that we can see what Oliver asks you and how he can deliver weekend in, weekend out. Because, I mean, when he moved from IndyCar, obviously he had that concussion, and you know there were doubts over what he would do going forward. But uh, for me, at least, you know, having having started following IndyCar at that time, uh, it it was huge news, and I still want him to do well and see. Uh, how he can measure up against the likes of Jeff, uh, Lucas Degrassi, Stoffel Van Dorn, and uh, all of these guys who've, who've grown up basically in the European ladder. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Askew also was in the top uh, six. Like, yeah, he, he did qualify for the duels in round 14 as well. So, apart, like, had he not DNF'd, he could have scored a handful of more points in round 14 as well. But like we have we have seen his pace throughout the season, it's been brilliant. He has absolutely shown what he is capable of, and uh, yeah, he just needs the car consistently, and because he is he has always been on the brink of a P10 result, and uh, in the race, but he has now finally delivered in terms of qualifying as well over the past few rounds, right? So yeah. Yep, and and the second performance is obviously Antonio Giovinazzi shocking everyone during qualifying uh, this this morning, you know, and he was running in the top ten for a long time until uh, you know he had that technical infringement, but uh, I mean Sergio said the camera also seemed to be having a better weekend in general, uh, but you know that flash of pace from Gio that is what we've been waiting for, and it 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 was almost becoming you know. You're, you're almost starting to forget about Giovinazzi. Uh, he, obviously, he never had a very standard performance in F1. Uh, and there were doubts of, you know, how is he going to measure up? And uh, those doubts didn't go away in, in Formula E. But this morning, uh, I think every... I mean, people were shocked, but they were pleasantly yeah. shocked. You know, they were happy about it. Especially given that it was the Dragon Pensy Autosport car, which hasn't done well at all and has been uh, at the very bottom of the Yeah, game. absolutely. And... I mean, here's the thing, you know, even if he overused, like, even whatever the technical infringement was, and even if he has been struggling with his energy management, for him to finally get that pace right in qualifying, not the race trim, not the energy management stage, but in qualifying when you have full power, when you have, when you don't have to save energy, basically, for him to get that right was very, I think, a very important step in terms of his progression in Formula E. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he's obviously a very experienced driver in motorsport in a, in general, so he could you know uh, just source his uh, experience from other series and channel it in Formula E. But it took some time; it took almost a season. But I think this could be a massive, massive stepping stone for Gio, and in in the Penske as well. And talking about the Penske. His teammate Sergio Setekam Camera was in the duels in race in round 13, 
which is great news for them uh obviously sergio has shown some flashes of pace again into in qualifying and sometimes in the race but never really delivered because the car is not uh contending material and they ha- they have been issues really but yeah again showing some pace but yeah first 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 points for him yeah, so again you know showing some pace showing that he's still there showing that he you know the penske team matters in the sport basically but yeah good good result for for like good result as a whole for the penske both the drivers making some sort of big breakthrough absolutely and we have two weekends to one go one week to go ah we, two weekends to go yeah sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. yeah before we see uh, <laughs> the end of this championship uh, obviously you know this is the gen 2 era coming to an end um, and and there's a lot that has happened um uh, aesthetically yes <laughs> i'm not looking for the, forward to the gen 3 era but uh, i'm excited to see you know what the sporting regulations bring and obviously we'll talk about it in in the future podcast there's a long break between uh, season 9 and season 8 uh, season 8 ends in uh, august this year um and season 9 does not start until next year so a lot of conversations will be had there'll be a lot of testing that will happen in the meantime so it's not like there won't be news from it but going into the last last weekend for formula e vedant um what are your predictions what are your thoughts uh, well you know going by the standards of season 2 i really do think that the uh, drivers second and third in the championship will score some points so that they are mathematically in contention but i mean i i don't expect them to score enough points to offset uh stoffel's lead right because that's impossible basically but stay in, stay within 20 points or something whatever if if that's possible keep us interested keep us yeah, interested exactly. for the last race but basically. i mean and I'm, i'm saying that because formula uh, formula e gen 2 has been like that and we have followed gen 2 almost entirely we, we didn't follow gen 1 we don't we don't know what happened in gen 1 <laughs> basically but yeah gen 2 has been brilliant and the cars Absolutely. have been the, one of the most beautiful open wheel cars we have seen in my opinion yeah Like yeah, single seater, yeah, uh, close. That that is true. Yeah, the technically not open wheel, but yeah, uh, yeah, single seaters. Uh, that is that is true. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I did like the silhouette exactly. of this car, uh, and it's it's easily recognizable, and it looks absolutely fantastic in person. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Vidant, for joining me once again. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and uh, I'm excited to see how how this championship battle goes down. How many people <laughs> DNF before? Uh, Stoffel is allowed to win after starting <laughs> P22 uh, in in two weeks time. Well, it's not the old <laughs> qualifying format, Divya. Uh, but yeah, he won't start P22 then. <laughs> uh, I, you, you never know. You never know. You never. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, and as always, we'll catch you at the championship finale.